this is uh, the solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity. So as you know, solemnities are the highest holy days that we have. It's the church herself really putting a fine point on something, really pushing it to the top, saying, hey, like pay attention to everything, but especially pay attention to this thing. And so on par with Christmas, on par with Easter is the solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity where we honor our Lord. It's a complex one. Everybody knows the St. Augustine story with the beach and the kid on the beach. Anybody know that story? I'm going to say it again anyway because I like saying it. So St. Augustine is trying to write the first big book on the Trinity, De Trinitate. Nobody's ever done anything like that before. It's like the 300s. He's walking on the beach. He's thinking about it. He's trying to figure it out. He's trying to figure God out and the Trinity out. And he sees this kid in the distance running back and forth between the ocean and this hole he's dug in the sand. He's picking up water in the ocean, and he's putting it in the hole, and he's just going back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. And he's like, that's weird. So he walks up to him. He's like, what are you doing? And the kid's like, I'm trying to fit the ocean in this hole. And he said, well, that's impossible. And the kid looked at him and said, then neither can you fit the mystery of the Trinity into your little mind. And he disappeared. Cool stuff. You get a window, cool stuff happens. Okay, that's why we're shooting for it. He really drove home, the Lord really drove home the point through that angel or like whoever he was that we're never going to figure him out. Thank God. Because if you figure God out, you're God. Like, even for eternity, if we make it to heaven, please, Lord, we're never going to get to the end of the Lord. We're never going to have him totally figured out, and it's one of the things that actually makes it heaven. I'm, like, so thankful for that, personally. So we'll never fully figure it out. We can look at nature, and I don't know about you, but I really like nature documentaries. I feel like that's an appropriate priest kind of thing to sit in my basement and watch nature documentaries. And the weirder they are, the better. And there are some where you're just like, why is, why is the squid glowing? Why is, why, well, how does the flower know to poof that thing at right at that moment? Like you, you can observe nature and think, obviously there's some intelligent design behind this. Like this is not some grandiose accident. Maybe it happened through some very, very long, incredibly complicated process that we don't fully understand. But clearly, there's some ultimate consciousness behind all this. You, we can figure that out just by looking at the world. But we can never, ever, ever figure out that the God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit just by thinking about it. It's totally impossible. That requires revelation. He has to come down and say, this is what I'm like. You never would have figured it out. This is what I'm like. I am an eternal divine relationship. I'm one God, but I'm three distinct persons. I'm a relationship. That is the core central mystery of Christianity. You ever want to know how we like sort Christians out? various cults and things that call them Christianities? Base-level question, do they believe in the Trinity? If they don't believe in the Trinity, they're not Christians. 
It's as simple as that. This is like the base thing for all of us, that God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. What that means is insanely significant. It means that the structure of reality is relationship. You hear me say it all the time. You're probably sick of it. God is reality itself. God is being itself. And the reason I say that so much is because I think it helps to kind of break us out of the older angry man in the sky paradigm, yeah, that a lot of us grow up with. It's like, well, he's bigger, he's older, he's going to whack us if we break his arbitrary rules. We got to completely put that aside to what he actually is. He's reality. He's what's keeping the blood pumping through your heart as you're listening. He's what's allowing the molecules in the wood and the bench to stay there to hold you up while you're here. He's being itself. So if we have to make a mental adjustment to that, today's a pretty good day to make a mental adjustment to that when we actually celebrate like what's going on, like who he actually is. If that's true, if he's reality itself and he's a trinity, that means reality is relationship. That's the only thing I want you to remember today. Just that one thing. Reality is relationship. If God has to be reality itself in order to be God, and he does, and God is a trinity, and a trinity is a relationship, then reality is a relationship. That is so important for us to understand. It means that we're most us, we exist the most when we're in relationship. There's some ancient philosophers, even a bunch of people in the modern world who are like, yeah, you're the most you when you're alone. When you're just working on it in on your alone, like you're just, you're becoming like God small g of your own world. If reality is relationship, that's not true. It can't be true. We become who we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to be, when we know somebody and we're known by them. That's what relationship is. It's truly knowing somebody, not just cursory information, but their interior life. They've chosen to share their interior life with you. And you, in turn, choose to share your interior life with them. That's the meat and potatoes of it. If we don't have that exchange of interior personhood happening, we're not really in relationship with that person. We might know them, but we don't have the type of relationship that God intends. This is critical. This is so critical for us as Christians. If we're going to believe in the Christian God, if we're going to believe in the Trinity, we have to actually live like this because we're patterned off of him. This isn't some like random thing. God has all the power. He's like, all right, you got to live in relationship. He is a relationship and the entire structure of all things is patterned off of him, including us. So we don't function how we're supposed to function unless we're locked in, we're dialed in to him. 
He wants us to be happy. He wants us to be at peace. He wants us to experience actual authentic joy and to progress in healing and sanctity. And we can't do that in anything other than a stable, loving, merciful, edifying, sanctifying relationship. If you've ever been in a relationship like that, that's a hard contraposition to anything else. So what does this mean for us? Concretely, I want us to, to really rack our brains today, like today, not to put it off. And the racking of the brain actually doesn't take that much. We just go through the people that we know in our life. And as you're going through the people that you know in your life and your mind, there's inevitably going to be a few of them that light you up. It's like everything starts working as it should. There's some people that literally suck the life right out of us. And there's some that make us more like who we actually are, our true selves. What's that group? Who are those people? Think of those people, and I want you to contact them. If you're not in regular contact with them especially, call them, text them, say, hey, reality is relationship. It's a weird opening line, but it's fine. It gets the conversation going. Reality is relationship. I'm most me when I'm with you. And I would hope that you're most you when you're with me. Reaching out in that way, cultivating that relationship, I think, my opinion, that's the most optimal way, the best way that we could honor the Trinity today.